You're listening to Mercy FM, a podcast featuring stories from the life of the Prophet Muhammad. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes or by email at mercy.fm. La ilaha illallah, la ilaha illallah, la ilaha illallah, Muhammad Rasulullah. Welcome to another episode of Mercy FM. We have a slightly different format for this show. We're going to begin as usual by telling a story from the life of the Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings upon him. And then we're going to come back after the story to discuss some of the lessons that we can learn from this particular story. If you like the new format, we'd love to hear your feedback. You can send us your comments or even questions at team at mercy.fm. Now, on to the story. Bismillah, alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah. Welcome back to Mercy FM. And in this episode, we're going to look at the relationship that the Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings be upon him, had with children. And even though he was a prophet, even though he was someone who was engaged in all different kinds of activities of educating a community, receiving revelation, writing letters to heads of state, and dealing with all different kinds of people. Uh, he was the kind of person, peace and blessings be upon him, to even give time to children and to express mercy and beautiful character and love and support even for young children, little kids. Um, Sayyidina Anas ibn Malik, one of the companions of the Messenger of God, peace and blessings be upon him, he served the Prophet Muhammad for 10 years, from the time that he was a young boy uh, all the way until adulthood. And he tells a story. He said, you know, I served the Messenger of God for 10 years, and he never once even said uff to me. And uff is kind of like, you know, the expression that you say when you're upset. Like when you get a little bit annoyed with someone, and you go, Pff, you kind of, you know, blow air. Uh, he never once said that to Sayyidina Anas ibn Malik. And in addition to that, he said that he never once told me when I did something wrong, why did you do that? And he never said to me when I didn't do something that I was supposed to do, why didn't you do that? Uh, and that this is something that's really important because when there's a young person who is in the company of an older, more mature, more intelligent, more wise uh, human being, uh, you know, our patience can be easily tested, especially when we're around children. So Sayyidina Anas said that one time the Prophet, peace and blessings be upon him, uh, sent him to do a task. He sent him to, to do something. So he said, I was on my way to do it, and I saw some other kids playing in the street, and I got involved in the game, and I forgot what the Messenger of God had sent me out to do. So in the middle of the game, you know, a little while later, he said, I felt someone put their hand on my shoulder, and I immediately knew it was the Messenger of God. And as soon as his arm went around my shoulder, I remembered that I was supposed to do something for him. So, you know, he's kind of nervous in that moment, like, oh no, like, I was supposed to do something and I didn't do it. So he said that I turned around and he's kind of anxious and he looks and he sees the messenger of God and he said he was smiling at me. 
right? Like he, he was doing something that he wasn't really supposed to be doing at that moment. But when he turned around, he saw the beautiful and radiant face of the Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings be upon him, smiling at him. And then he said to him, Oh, Messenger of God, I'm going to go do what you wanted me to do right now. And the Prophet said, Okay. He didn't make it a big deal. He didn't get frustrated. He didn't lose his cool. He didn't hurt the feelings of Sayyidina Anas ibn Malik radiallahu anhu. And this is just an, one expression, one story of the beautiful mercy that he would express uh, even to the youngest members of society who sometimes can uh, test our patience and sometimes uh, uh, make us lose our cool. But the Prophet, peace and blessings be upon him, even expressed the pinnacle of mercy and beauty towards uh, children. Uh, so to get into the discussion now and try to extract some of the lessons that we can learn from this story and from this hadith, what I find really incredible about this story is that on the one hand, we know that the Prophet, peace and blessings upon him, never hit children, was never harsh with children, mm. and never treated them in a demeaning way or a rude way. But what's really incredible about this story to me is that not only that, but he didn't even express any discontent yeah. or any displeasure yeah. with Anas, who was a young boy. Yeah. And probably did things that were annoying, right? Or probably yeah, as children are prone to do, right? Like, yeah. But but I think once again that shows the way that the Prophet peace and blessings be upon him, this kind of emotional intelligence, uh, and recognizing sometimes even kind of like the fragility of children, and guiding them. If you notice in that particular story that Sayyidina Anas narrates himself, is that he remembered that he needed to do something, and the Prophet just smiled at him. And he went on to do it, right? So he guided him towards something. It wasn't just kind of like letting everything go, but it was in a way that, that as you said, you know, it's not harsh. It's not breaking down the confidence of that child, but it's actually kind of showing them that love while guiding them to something better that they should be doing. Now, if I think about leadership and the examples we can learn from this story and from the many other stories like this in his life, peace and blessings upon him, I think about love versus fear. Yeah. Right? Yeah, leading yeah, with yeah. love versus leading with fear. Yeah. And there's no question that leading with love is by far the more effective leadership strategy. Absolutely. And that's one of the quintessential characteristics of the prophet, yeah. that he wasn't like a king who tend to lead with fear. Yeah. And they, they intimidate to, people. And they intimidate people. And they get people to do what they want them to do through threats and through fear and those mm -hmm. kind of tactics. Mm -hmm. But we don't see that in his life, do we? Yes, I said I'm anywhere at it. No, I mean, that's, that's what I think is, is so amazing. And I hope that people who are listening to this podcast and learning about the Prophet Muhammad, this kind of like opens up their eyes to that, is that you find in all of these relationships that the Prophet, peace and blessings be upon him, is really investing in the person. And he's treating them in such a way where it's not the way an authoritarian person treats people, it's not the way a king treats people, but that he really cares deeply about them and is merciful towards them, which really kind of, the, the result of that, the fruit of that is love. And that's so much more critical with children, isn't mm -hmm. it? Because children are, by their nature, more fragile. Yeah, and those are really formative years. Like if you think about how we deal with children and 
And uh, sometimes we don't burden them with things that maybe adults can handle, right? Because you don't want to break them that in a way that could affect them years later. I mean, if you see people who are experienced some kind of trauma in childhood, it's very hard to, to heal that, right? So the Prophet, peace and blessings be upon him, he recognizes that he's very careful with children, very loving with children, um, and he treats them in a special way, which, which I think is just part of this vast and deep emotional intelligence that he had. And it's not even just from a developmental perspective, right? If you think about his mercy to children, in this story we learn how he didn't rebuke Sayyidina Anas and he didn't, he didn't you know, treat him in a harsh way or anything like that. But then we look at other stories where he would actually shorten his prayer because a baby was crying. Mm, beautiful. And that wouldn't have had any long-term developmental effects on the baby, but just out of mercy for uh, the baby yeah. and, and the baby's And the mother. mother, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's... I just find it so beautiful and, and so comprehensive, right? And as you said, it's not just like a developmental thing, really caring deeply. And if you think about that, the prayer, right? Like this is something that is like for God. And sometimes people will think like, I'm going to extend my prayer to show people how pious I am. But when the prophet would hear a baby crying, he would actually shorten it so that the baby and the mother are not in too much distress. And this is something as a duty before God. But it shows us also that being nice to children, being merciful towards other people, is also a duty to God. And that if you're actually getting the transformative effect of your prayer, of that deep connection to the divine, it translates in the way that you treat other people and that you're merciful to other people. And that's kind of the call to action, is just be merciful towards children as part of your connection to, to God himself. Right? When you see a child on the elevator or a baby, smile, be loving. Or even if a child annoys you, if it's one of your, maybe your own child or a nephew or a niece and they do something, just be gentle with them and guide them to something better. And really just, just translate it directly into some act of kindness towards a child who will benefit from that. That's what we need to do. وصلى الله تعالى على سيدنا محمد وعلى اله وصحبه اجمعين